Yak Babies. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Ricky's Pumpkin Pit. Get yours before it's too late. My name is Aaron, here my personal pal is Dave. Hey, boys. Hello, we have Brick. Me. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have young American Nico. It's me. Oh, there we go. The roll call has been called. Uh, we're taking a slight detour from our usual focus on literature today to talk about the cinema, uh, the silver screen, you know, all those moving pictures up there. Uh, it's, you know, of course, the most horrific month of all. It's October. And we were talking about scary movies a little bit before the record. We decided to go ahead and make it a whole episode because we had plenty to say about scary movies. Uh, as kind of an adjacent discussion to our horror literature podcast from a couple episodes ago. So, personal pals, have you guys been watching any good scary movies lately? It's, uh, it's that time of the season. Did any of you guys watch the new shit? I think three Octobers ago we talked about The Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix series. And then yeah, they so subsequently they made, they did another one the next year that I haven't watched. This year is about Poe. House of Usher. Well, it's not about Poe. Fall of the like, House of Usher, yeah. yeah. Is it that good? Was, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. That was going to be my thing, yeah. Is it good? I haven't seen it yet. The one from last year or two years ago with the like vampire priest on Nantucket was pretty good. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. Midnight Mass? Yeah. I think, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. This was the first year, so, so uh, I said uh, – I said to Kathleen, like, well, we should watch this because this is your guy, Mike Flanagan. And she's like, who? Mm. And it's like, it was like, well, you really liked Haunting of Hill House. You really liked Midnight Mass. Like, all this guy's shit you you love. And and I think it was the first time that, you know, we connected those dots that, like, somebody said that uh, on Twitter that uh, Mike Flanagan is Ryan Murphy if he knew how to slay <laughs> And I mean, I think that's kind of true. It's like he has so much of that Ryan Murphy DNA, but like executes better. I feel like. Interesting. If you guys would see many of the Mike Flanagan things, I haven't seen any of them. I liked Hill House. I thought that was good and had um, plenty of. Yeah. You know, it had some good jump scares, but jump scares are only worthwhile if you know what surrounds them is good mm-hmm. too. And I think that's a case yeah. of that working well. The po- this year's didn't do as much for me i think it was now i mean it was interesting but i don't know man it Do you, didn't land for me yeah yeah i haven't watched I, it yet i'm I really looking forward it. to it though i i really liked yeah i really liked hill house and i thought midnight mass was pretty good yeah midnight mass started better than it ended but it was still pretty good yeah so i'm, I'm gonna give it a shot yeah, I, don't, I, said, I don't have netflix i just i'm gonna get it when i get it right now i usually get uh i get shutter for the month of october so i'm i'm using up my shutter subscription and then i'll probably watch it in November, but yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail that before we even started. All but right, yeah, right. horror movies, <laughs> uh, I mean, horror TV, and whatever else in general is, is all fine. Yeah. Well, so so uh, so let me tell you guys who haven't seen it a little bit about Fall of the House of Usher. So it's it's a uh, almost an anthology series. So each each uh, episode, it's like eight episodes, I think. Each each episode is named after a Poe short story. And all, and then the overarching thing is obviously the fall of the house of Usher, mm-hmm. but it gets like translated into like a modern context. So the house of Usher is basically the I can't remember what they're called the the opioid family that Sacklers, oh, Sacklers, so yeah. So they're the Sacklers mm-hmm. who like pushed opioids for thirty years, and now it's all catching up to them. And now their their house is like is is falling, 
and basically like all of their children who they've been doing all of these kind of morally questionable things for are dying. And in the first episode, you see that like all of their children have died. And then it goes back through and like each one is kind of a, a short story. So it's like a adaptation of the pit and the pendulum, the telltale heart, like all those kinds of things. Black cat. In. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, part of it, I think, is that the the adaptation of those stories into kind of a cohesive whole was just kind of interesting to see how, you know, they they kind of interweave them. And then I think also like just the dialogue and the and the, the drama that, that that they managed to put into those to those stories that you kind of already know how they they wind up and like just the the title of the series the fall of the house of usher like you know what's going to happen and i think i'm always impressed when i like my attention is still maintained when i know it's going to happen because usually that's that's an instant no-go for me it's like all right well you know i i get it you know (laughs) right but but with this one uh I don't know. It held my attention longer than I expected it to. Hmm. Interesting. So why didn't you like it, Dave? You know, it caught my attention. I watched it over the course of maybe two or three nights. And yeah, there's a lot to like about it, including some, you know, cultural commentary that you don't see in a lot of, you know, entertainment. I guess maybe I went into it expecting a Hill House level of actual scares, which it doesn't really offer. Mm. And then a lot of it felt like corny and predictable i guess Hmm. but you know still i mean i'm not saying that it was a pile of shit it was well done it just like you know i don't know i'm I'm not gonna have the urge to rewatch it like i did with hill house oh okay brick you had nodded said you had watching something scary what have you been watching uh so i i got the app shutter for the month Hmm. which is all horror movies and stuff so i've been watching uh, a lot of the last drive-in uh which is a like a horror host, uh, it's that guy Joe Bob Briggs who did the TNT stuff Monster Vision. In, the, in the Monster Vision in the '90s. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that I'm on. I think the most recent season hasn't come out yet, so I think I'm watching last year's. But there's been some good stuff on there. I just watched this movie the other day called Mad God. I think it was oh called. yeah, Phil Tippett. Uh, what's his it, face? It, Phil Tippett. Yeah. Yeah, it was batshit crazy. Uh, it's yeah. a stop motion anim- animation about this guy going into hell and then. I don't know. It didn't really make any sense, but it was it was something. Uh, so that one was pretty crazy. Um, there's been a few others, and then I I I don't like modern horror. Unlike books, uh, horror is probably my favorite movie genre, and, and hmm. probably up there with video games as well. Huh. But I don't like modern stuff that much that often. I, I prefer the TV shows. Hmm. Like like House of Usher, and I haven't seen it yet. But uh, to to movies, I, I, most modern horror movies are too like Hostel did everyone dirty, you know, and and so everything hmm. everything feels like it's trying to it's, it's all it's all full of psychopaths and people being carved up and and not in a fun way. Uh, so I prefer older hmm. stuff and, like and digging through too much torture porn. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not I don't enjoy that. I don't find it fun. No. I don't need to see clowns chase people around but you're reading it (laughs) yeah well like i said when we talk about it the clown's hardly in it and and so but you know old 
I don't I don't mind clowns chasing people around. The problem is now it's all insane teenagers dressed as clowns chasing people around. It's not right. the same as sure. like I watch Killer Clowns from Out of Space a hundred times before I watch you know whatever. I don't remember the name of the movie I'm thinking of with the kids dressed as clowns, but mm. they just don't do it for me. So, but I, I've seen I feel like I've seen pretty much all of the A and B list horror movies from the from the 60s through the through the 90s at this point. So I'm I'm always sure. trying to like find. I will dig around. I, w- I will. There's like regulars that I watch each year because I love them. I love the Universal classics, so I just watch those. Sure. I love Hammer Horror, but I mostly like the late '80s like slasher movies, early '90s. So that'll be the most of it. But then I, I like digging around and finding shit that I've never heard of before. That's uh, so I found one called The Mutilator, which was pretty good about these people that go to a beach house and then just some guy's dad just starts killing them all. Uh, nice. A few others. Those those like cheap slasher flicks with lots of ketchup and paper mache heads being decapitated and stuff are yeah. always up my alley. And then I like to play a lot of spooky video games this time of year as well. Roll through the Castlevanias and the Resident Evils. Speaking of video games, there's a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. Either of you guys, or any of you guys played that? Heard of it. Haven't played it. I need to play that and the Resident Evil 4 remake or the two that are needing to be played. I heard that it's like a multiplayer game. So if you guys oh. want, we should play it together sometime. Yeah, let's check it out. Sure. It's probably like the, um, there was a Friday the 13th game a few years ago. That was yeah pretty fun for like three weeks when people were playing it and then it stopped being fun where it yeah. would, each round was random and one person was Jason and the other, however many people were teenagers and it was basically murder hide and seek. Yeah, that's what this one is. I wonder if this is the same deal. That game was pretty it's, fun. Yeah, I think you choose to be either one of the like Leatherface family people or one of the teens and you like, yeah, try and survive or get chased down basically. Okay. Yeah. Man, that uh, Resident Evil VR game, that's scarier than any movie oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, Even sure. just like that, yeah, that was, that was, watching Aaron tr- <laughs> play that, it. That, that was fucking brutal. <laughs> I felt the waves. Yeah. 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 I didn't even make it to the scary stuff. Flipping out in the fucking garage. No. <laughs> yeah, I was so I never... freaked out by just the initial like five minutes. I was like, I'm yeah. done. Yep. Yeah, I never bought the game. That was only the demo. The demo. Was enough. We did. We could not get through the demo. Yeah, it was so scary. And it was just, but I mean, like when it's in VR, I feel like the the extent of the scariness would be like you know, there's a chair in the corner, and then you turn around, and the chair is like on the other side of you, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so. It's so much easier. I feel like to scare people. Yeah, there was that. There was the the Batman one too. We played in the VR. Where at the end yeah, you like yeah. it like reveal that you had like killed Robin and like he, the Joker yeah. had taken over your body. I was like, what the fuck? I was like so upset by it, but it was really scary. Like got because you like were looking in the mirror, and if you turned yeah. away and turned back, then the Joker was looking back at you, and then there's a bunch of like yeah horrifying shit. Yeah, it was awful. Brick, have you seen a movie called Messiah of Evil? Sounds familiar, but tell me. I mean, they all sound familiar. So <laughs> tell me more. Yeah, it's really good. I didn't watch it for the first time last year. I related it a lot. It's a uh, like a woman, her father goes missing and she's trying to find him in this kind of like seaside town where they're from. And she's been told there's this like prophecy, there's something happening. So like psychologically, and she runs into this like kind of like foppish hippie dude, kind of like a, like a seventies swinger type guy. Mm. And these two women that he's with who's like traveling trying to find kind of the same answers that she is there's not a lot of plot it doesn't make a ton of sense but it is very scary there's a couple awesome set pieces where people are getting killed i'm gonna find it really really good i think you would like it it's got that 
kind of like seaside setting, but also it's, man, it really fucked me up. It's really scary. All right. It's directed by, and I believe written by, the couple, husband and wife team who wrote American Graffiti. <laughs> okay. So it's an odd, you wouldn't think that it would be like the right team for a horror, but man, it works. It's really, really good. Hmm. All right. I was yeah, worth watching. I was telling these guys before I just watched Exorcist Part 3, which I really liked a lot. The new Exorcist came out, and I saw the trailer. I was like, that looks really bad. I don't want to see that. But it made me go back to the other sequels. Exorcist 2 is very bad. Yes. Notoriously a disaster. And so 3 kind of goes in a totally different direction. It basically ignores 2 and is a direct sequel to the first one. And it's fucked up. It's directed by William Peter Blatty, who wrote The Exorcist. You can, he's just obviously like really, really Catholic <laughs> and like just like believes like everything about it. And so it's like really going hard into that kind of stuff. But it's really scary. Uh, the way it's directed, the pacing of it, there's this one shot down a hallway that lasts for like seven minutes and then it has a huge scare at the end that just like is pants shittingly scary. It's It's got a really weird tone and feel to it. It's definitely worth watching for sure. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm always up for a good Exorcist movie. I don't think I don't think I'll ever like a horror movie more than the original Exorcist. It's just so fucking good. Yeah, it's perfect. But then you know, for every one, there are 25 that are just fucking dog shit. Yeah. Like we watched the Pope's Exorcist a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago. God, that's a fucking awful movie. Yeah. And oh, like really? full of like Catholic propaganda is disgusting. <laughs> is that the, the one? With so what's the, what's the difference? The guy from Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. that Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't he a hardcore What's like Vatican difference? II guy like Mel Gibson? Oh, oh is he is a I think so. Uh, yeah. It was fucking gross. And a shitty movie around it. Fucking Jim Caviezel up in here. <laughs> we'll do a separate yeah. uh, podcast what's the difference? on the Sound of Freedom. What's the difference yeah. for you, David, on a good exorcist movie versus a bad exorcist movie? Well, the original Exorcist, while, like I was saying before, I think about Hill House, like while it has plenty of actually scary moments, the parts in between, it's just like a fucking well done movie. Like, yep. mm-hmm. you know, the the cinematography, like the atmosphere of that movie is just so good um, and definitely creeping dread like we were talking about with horror novels. Whereas others, you know, it's just like, like Exorcist 2, for example, it's just like super predictable, corny as shit. And like, yeah, maybe there's a, a jump scare or two that that will startle you. But like, you know, there's nothing to support that. It's just, you know, garbage mm-hmm. story, terrible acting. Right. And that feels like the case with most of them. Like the exorcism of Emily Rose. I thought that was a very well done. That's a good one. Exorcist type movie. Mm-hmm. But most of the rest I've seen are, you know, terrible. Yeah. Possession movies tend to not be as fun for me. I don't know why. They all kind of kind of often feel the same. But when they're good, they're good. The movie called Possession is very, very good. That was one of the two I was about to... I got a couple that I thought Aaron specifically would like. and That's the one with Sam Neill. Yeah, movie and Isabella Johnny. Fucking crazy. Yeah, that movie fucked me up seriously. <laughs> it was really terrifying. It definitely has... I mean, that, that scene in the subway tunnel where she like is losing her fucking mind. It, like, I was, fucked up the actress, apparently. They had to one It fucked up... The Aaron Block <laughs> watching it like it was <laughs> very disturbing. Starts like it's like this long, like five six minute scene of this woman alone in a in like a tunnel of a subway, and she just starts freaking the fuck out, and then she starts like leaking cum and having a miscarriage and a baby at the same time. The whole thing is fucking crazy. Yeah, and that's like one of 
that movie's a few things yeah, that are extremely the, fucked the, up. The, the, the worm, the worm snake monster huh. that, that fucks her. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've never seen this. So I'm gonna have to look for it. It is. It's super <laughs> intense. It's called Possession. It's got <laughs> it's Sam Neill from Jurassic Park when he's like 20. Yeah, it's a young oh. Sam Neill, Isabel and Johnny, who's like the most beautiful actress ever, and it's directed by this guy Andre Zulowski. He's yeah. a Polish director who made a bunch of like psychotic movies. A movie of his that I really like is called On the Silver Globe, and it's just like a three-hour movie about people screaming at each other trying to make a new civilization on an alien planet. It's insane. Possession is, Jesus. yeah, very dark. Yeah, that was uh, on the, and the, the last watcher. drive-in. That's where I saw it. it was, oh, nice. It's intense. It's it's really fucked up. Another one, Aaron, that I might have already recommended to you, or maybe we watched it one on one of the explosions, is Society. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> we watched it uh, we, last year, we watch year it? before. This is the year before. Yeah, I, that movie <laughs> fucking rips. It's so good. <laughs> it's so intense. It's, yeah. Like what, talk about upsetting. What is it? Like it's, it's about it's about this kid. It's from it's, it's in the 80s. It's about this kid that's like dating a like a posh girl or whatever. And it and I mean it's hard to explain it without giving it away. But it's basically about Go ahead, give it away. Yeah, it's about rich <laughs> rich people Rich people having body horror orgies, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's like exploitation <laughs> and class, but it's like it's also like a dream logic movie where nothing quite makes sense. It feels like mm. like the acting is sort of like Z grade, but also appropriate Z for grade. the mood. Mm. So it feels like it's okay. it fits the setting of it really well. And there's there's this like climax, this like grand guanal climax where it gets like really gnarly. Yeah. The last fifteen minutes it's, of that movie is fucking wild. And it's like mega perverted. Like yeah. there it starts off with like incest mm. right away, basically. And just like you go from there. It's uh it's <laughs> fucking wild. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Really good, but but nuts. Okay. Another really good like slop fest body horror is Dead Alive, uh, Peter Jackson's oh, first yeah, movie. Sure. Uh, right. If no one's seen that, I used to really love zombie movies until the early two thousands when they really it went off the rails and it became too mm-hmm. easy. Everyone made a zombie movie and they started after twenty eight days later. Zombie movies stopped being good. Yeah, that kind of was the that, yeah, was, the, the that was the break. Cinematic yeah. final word on zombies, I think. Yeah, and then TV sort of took that in a different direction. Yeah, Dead Alive is very good. Yeah, definitely. barely a zombie movie. It's more of a weird reanimated monsters movie but still the other one literary connection that i liked that i saw last year for the first time was in the mouth of madness which is a john carpenter movie also starring sam neill yeah. huh. where he plays a literary like agent i think and there's like a a stephen king or kind of clive barker type novelist has gone missing uh, he's supposed to turn in his like newest novel and they the publisher can't find him and so they send sam neill to try and track him down and it becomes this like Lovecrafty kind of thing with like possession and like a fucked up New England town, but it's really good. It's, it's definitely it's a fun one. It's probably Carpenter's last really good movie, and definitely worth a watch for sure. It's got a good dark ending. Sam Neill's fantastic in it. Charlton Heston is a cameo, which is wild. But it's a there's a scene in a hotel with like a older couple that's also really and fucked up but yeah a good one to watch for sure i like that one a lot all right maybe we can we can cap it with what are your what are your three favorite horror mount rushmore of horror movies uh tv shows or mm. the web mount rushmore of horror yeah yeah there mount you go Warmer. four what's your what's your horror more mm. <laughs> i gotta go with the thing i love the thing it's it's uh, just a great perfect horror movie i think perfect setting good story it, it's never not gripping i love that movie probably would throw Night of the Living Dead on there. I think I like it better than the other dead movies, probably. 
Although I like Dawn of the Dead and Daylight quite a bit, but I think Night of the Living Dead probably is is tops them for me. Third, I'm going to say Carnival of Souls. Wow. Movie by Herc Hervey, cool. his only movie. A good Twilight Zone style twist ghost story with a really creepy ending. And then fourth, uh, boy. You know, it's probably a cliche, but I really like the original Halloween. I think it's fantastic, and I could watch it every, like, I could watch it every day probably. I love that movie. It's so fun. So I would say that probably. All right. I'm with you on the thing. I'm almost with you on Night of the Living Dead, but I think Dawn of the Dead is better, the original. Sure. Similar to The Exorcist, but different. I really like The Omen, the original. Ooh, yeah. Good one. Yeah. Uh, That's online. I love that movie. It's super scary, and it manages to be a good movie outside the scary scenes. Yeah, Richard Donner. Yeah. And then, I don't know, there's a million ones that go with my fourth one. I think it's a little bit outside because it's it's a different kind of cheesy but the 90s Bram Stoker Dracula oh, yeah, is, totally. is a much better movie than it gets credit for. That's a very horny movie. It is a very horny movie. Uh, it's also yeah. pretty faithful to the book and just a good movie. Yeah. Despite Keanu Reeves' uh, Keanu Reevesness. Sure. Not his best performance, but lots of good stuff in that movie for sure. Uh, for me, Exorcist and Omen are both definitely fully carved into my uh, Mount Horrormore. Mm-hmm. I feel like the I'm struggling to come up with others that are like obvious choices like that. So these next two are maybe like in pencil, but uh, the descent. Oh, really yeah, that's a good up. one. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't know, maybe the conjuring could be fourth. Not bore. Oh, interesting. Or the where bunny was it? Jack <laughs> Peter Cottonell. Peter Cotton. Peter Cottonell. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Conjuring. That's interesting. That's a more that's like a more modern horror movie. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like probably like fifteen years old at this point, but still like definitely in the more modern. Okay, interesting. Cool. Nico I forgot about the Descent. That is a very scary movie. Yeah, there was a sequel that was yeah, terrible. Yeah, fucking claustrophobia of that movie. <laughs> like the No Escape. This is <laughs> terrible. And the dark ass ending too. The original ending, especially the yeah. the they edited it to have a happier ending, but the original one is man fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Or the abyss. The abyss, the abyss was pretty. Is good too. Especially you need to watch the yeah. director's cut, the one where they put back all the shit that makes the movie make sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a descent movie. So all all mine are uh, gimmicky horror <laughs> movies. Uh, so like Shaun of the Dead. Cabin in the Woods, Saw and Scream, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> Those are fun. Uh, I don't even know if that's it. It's technically a horror movie, but it's a like horror comedy. But yeah, yeah, somewhere on that line of like kind of conscious horror is where where yeah. I like to live. Yeah, like a little like a, a somewhat a twist or an inversion of some kind on the usual formula, not just a slasher, but something a bit different. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I missed The Shining. I feel like I should append my list because The Shining is maybe the apex horror movie. What a great fucking movie! Mm, yeah, so yeah, good. It is. And if you the, haven't seen the original, the way hang on. The no, original, obviously he's talking about uh, the Stephen Weber Kubrick movie or the Stephen King. Yeah, remake. the one with Stephen Weber he, and Rebecca Day Mornay. <laughs> that just every I, time that guy, every time Stephen King remakes one of his books and like makes his own movie of it, it just. It just cements my philosophy that he has terrible taste. I remember being so excited. Oh yeah, for that because it was made for TV. It was like a big. Yeah. They hyped it's it. An event. They hyped it forever yeah. for that for that uh, that yeah. shining remake. It was it was so, yeah. so bad. It was just piss. terrible. It sucks yeah. so bad. 
That was like, cause that was the era of the it miniseries and the stand miniseries, like Stephen King adaptation miniseries were like a big deal. Yeah. There was Tommy knockers too. There's a couple others. And so it was like, more man. Yeah. Right. It was like, Oh great. It's shiny. This is gonna be awesome. This is like the big one. And then, Oh man, it is. Yeah. He, you bad. Yeah, it's bad. Were any of them actually good? Because I, 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 mean, I remember watching I Lawnmower Man. And it was, was so bad. And I've watched it recently. Yeah. It's cheesy, but it's it's good. I feel yeah. like now that I'm horror, now that I'm rereading the book, it doesn't like, hold up very well. But yeah. and the remakes are better for sure. Hmm. Yeah. But it's still it's way better than the than the Stephen Weber Shining. Yeah. Mostly because it's got Tim Curry. Yeah. Right. It seems like any. Any horror novel where you take you take you adapt it into like a ABC miniseries on for like a Sunday primetime, that's just gonna water it down too much. I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean it scared the piss out of me when I was a kid, but yeah. I was in second grade. Right. So yeah. it like it you know, fucked me up when I was that young. I'm sure now it's not gonna maybe hold up the same way. And then for yeah, for adults it was probably like eh, Did you see the know. new ones? No. They're pretty good. So the first, yeah. the first installment. Are the first ones good? The second one's maybe not quite as good. It's not, but it's got one scene that's fucking batshit. Mm, right. That, the orgy. No, they didn't put that in. No, it's the the when she goes to the her her former house and the old lady's there with the teacup. Mm. Uh, the way they did it in the yeah. second one is is fucking nuts. Uh, also, the 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 thing with um, uh, Bill Hader, his adult scene is pretty good too. I mean, that stand remake came and went pretty quickly didn't it like i don't think anyone talks about that movie that does not exist for sure mm. as if that was a big deal yeah. they were talking about it for a long time like they're finally gonna meet the stand right. again and do it better and make it more authentic right. and then or more you know faithful to the book and then whoo what did you watch it what was wrong with it i didn't watch it i i don't know people like just like it seemed to make zero impact like it came out and people were just like yep moving on like huh. i barely even remember yeah. it coming out do you do you guys read the books at all do you like the books i've never book. i've never read or seen any of the Stan stuff. No, I saw the first miniseries when I was a kid. And I loved it then, of course, but I never read it. Yeah, same with me. But I I did read the book, too. But I was an undergrad in college, so I barely remember anything. Nico, did you yeah. finish your mountain? Or did we get sidetracked? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I'm trying to see who even made that remake. Yeah, so so when I read the Stan, when I tried to read the stand, I got as far as like, okay, yeah, all these people are kind of lining up on the side of either God or whatever and the devil, like good and evil. And I was like, okay, I get it. I don't need to read another thousand pages of this. And right. Yeah, you read the expanded one, right? Where he, he added like 50% of it back in. Yeah, and but I can't, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get into it. It's like, as soon as I can see the the structure of it and it's like, oh yeah, literally... Billy Flag or whoever is the devil, he's evil, and then all these people who are coming to him are evil, and then all the other people are good, and then it's going to be good versus evil. It's like okay, that's fine, but like it's that's so Randall Flag, thank you, Randall <laughs> Flag. Yeah, sorry, he was on one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Maybe there are too many scenes that were just kind of, I don't know, mid right. Aaron. The guy who directed yeah. the Stand remake miniseries from a couple of years ago is Josh Boone, who also made that awful New Mutants movie. So this guy is like swinging a okay. miss. Like this guy, obviously, bit high profile productions that go absolutely nowhere. Huh. But it was a miniseries. How how many episodes was it? I think it, let's see. 
10 looks like nine or 10. All right. So that's just a TV show now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I recall, I feel like it was at some point supposed to be a two part movie and it was going to be directed by what's his nuts, Carrie Fukunaga, I think, but then it, it sort of okay. obviously changed hands. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like yeah. it was the case. And then, yeah, it became just like a miniseries and then became uh, Vapor. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Well, listeners, give us your Mount Horror Moors or tell us some, give us some suggestions. I'm looking, always looking for a good scary movie. Let us know what you got by emailing us at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com with those recommendations. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash yakbabies, where you can contact us on our little forum. But also, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, there is a bonus podcast. For $1 a month, you can get access to that separate feed, which has all kinds of fun stuff. And then there's bro to bro conversations where you break down the really pressing issues of the day. Uh, but also there's little bits for episodes that get cut out because they're too gross or offensive. There's a whole separate episode about, or series really about jokes and whether they're good or bad. Candy brackets, monster drafts, man, tons of material there for that dollar. You do, you're, you're doing well as far as value for your dollar there. And then of course our merch, tinyurl.com slash jackbabies where we have posters and t-shirts designed by Brick that are really funny. Some new designs there worth checking out as he goes mad in the world of AI. Till then, Yak Babies, yakin' off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.